Those three days, we give up north of 100,000 pounds of food. So pretty much in three days, we give out what we usually give out in a month. So it's a lot of work. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Bulletin, the official podcast of St. Anthony of Padua. My name is Ned Hoffman. I am the Communication and Development Coordinator here at St. Anthony. And today I am joined by our very own Food Pantry Manager, Franklin Marsan. What's up, Franklin? Good morning, Ned. Good morning. Buenos dias. Uh, just glad to be here and uh, sharing my, our story with you guys. It's good to see you. So, Franklin, as, as many of you know, runs the uh, the St. Teresa Center Food Pantry. Um he has been a part of St. Anthony's for how long now? Uh, now it's been uh, two and a half years, uh, almost three, coming February. Almost three years you've been running that show, and we want to talk all about how you have scaled that operation up so much in these two and a half years. Uh, we want to talk about the Thanksgiving project that is coming up, and then we want to dive into the Honduras mission, which you have uh, played a huge role in. Yes, uh, you know, we got a little bit of uh, involved in a few things. So, yes, I'll be more than glad to what, share. So what is it that you don't do here? I guess that's where we could start. Like, are you <laughs> youth ministry? You don't really no, have uh, No, no, not there yet. No, no, no. But no, there's plenty. you'll be volunteering over there as well. Okay, so the, the pantry. How did that get started? So you've been there for two and a half years. What was the pantry like when you got to St. Anthony's? Yes, uh, the pantry, you know, they we are blessed to have the support of our priests, the leadership team. You know, the pantry has been going on for years, started in a small building where facilities is now at. And, you know, the, those people that were running the pantry, those, uh, you know, hard workers that run the pantry before, they, you know, laid the foundation for a, a, tr- a very successful ministry. Uh, you know, the pantry two and a half years ago, uh, about four years ago, they moved to St. Teresa Center where we have more room, more space, more resources, uh, walk-in freezer, walk-in refrigerator. And uh, since I went joining, I just kind of, you know, made better use of uh, the floor space, the resources. And uh, we went, for example, from giving out 30,000 pounds of food per month to a little bit over 160,000 pounds per food per month currently. So that's a, a very huge step, and we're very proud of what we have accomplished and the hard work of all the volunteers. That's in really incredible. And it does speak to the, you know, the foundations. I think that for any project you come into, it takes a lot more foundation laying, logistics yeah. planning, and then, and then it really takes off. And it, and it has taken off over these last couple of years. Um, what is the schedule of the, the pantry? I mean, wh- where do you give out food on, on it's Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, right? Our pantry is open pretty much every day from Monday, our operations from Monday through Saturday, from eight to 12, you come in and I'll put you to work. Um, however, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays are the days that we receive supplies, food, uh, mostly from Montgomery County Food Bank, a great partner with us. Uh, they supply to us over 90% of what we give out. But that's Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays that we uh, we get our supplies. And Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays is when we give have our distribution days for our customers. And they are welcome to come every two weeks. And our operating hours for uh, distribution days are pretty much 9 to 12 if you want to keep it. You know, even though Saturdays we said 10 to 12, but we're there early. 
So 9 to 12 is when we're giving out food. So the Montgomery County Food Bank is, the head honcho over there is actually a former Padawan, St. Anthony of Padua employee, is that right? Yes, uh, shout out to Christine. Uh, she's, uh, you know, she was uh, instrumental here when March of 2020, when things started to go south on us because of COVID. I mean, she came to help and, uh, you know, I think it was a great uh, stepping stone for her to now being the leader and the president of Montgomery County Food Bank. So, yeah, yes, so- uh, we have a good, uh, you know, good ally there and, uh, you know, we wish her well. Christine Marlowe, um, and the, I've been over to the food bank. It, it's, it's a huge operation. I didn't understand what a food bank was when I, uh, I've heard of them. Uh, did had no idea what they were. So what, what is a food bank? Like, how does that operate? So, you know, the food bank, they are, you know, they are, they collect all kinds of food from, you know, from USDA products, from retailers, uh, you know, and from the Houston bank. And, you know, they, uh, they give out a tremendously amount of, uh, pounds per of food per month I want to say it's in north of 1.3 million pounds per month uh, we are one of the 70 agencies in Montgomery County Food Bank pantries and now I like to say maybe we're in the top one or two percent I mean we're we're up there you know now that we're competing but you know we're volume wise uh, we represent maybe 15 percent of what Montgomery County Food Bank gives out that means that it, with us, it's 100, about 160,000 pounds per month. And that's feeding about 1,600 of our families here per month in the woodlands area, in the woodlands all, all around us. So, you know, we do help a lot of people. Every time they come in, they get about 80 to 100 pounds of food, you know, every two weeks. So that really helps them offset some of their expenses. You know, they, they have some additional uh, money that they can use for their bills or what have you, mm-hmm. and uh, we're blessed that we can help them with nutritional food. Yeah, it's such a um, recurring thing where you have to worry about where, where food is going, and you put your money towards food, and then you don't have extra money to buy good clothes or invest in you know other opportunities that might get you out of a cycle of poverty. And it's it's an interesting thing with with these types of ministries, especially in a place like the woodlands because the people who come to the pantry are are not uniform it'd be way unfair to describe everyone's situation as being the the same uh can you talk a little bit about what it's like to have this level of pantry uh in a place like the woodlands texas yes i uh, you know i think we're very blessed actually to be in the woodlands uh twofold uh one is the volunteers you know uh so many volunteers, 90% of our volunteers are from here, from the woodlands, and their heart is open tremendously. You know, they're, they're always here. You can rely on them, rain, freeze, or you know, anything. They'll be at the pantry helping, you know, and we're so blessed. They, you know, they get so much out of it, too, by helping, uh, you know, those most in need. Uh, second, our cl- clients, about 30% come from the woodlands. Mm-hmm. So you say, yeah, the woodlands is a pretty well-off uh, community, but, you know, there's still a lot of needs. And another 20% are within uh, three or four radius, um, mile radius from the woodlands. So half of our customers are close to us. So that leads you to believe that there's a lot of need even here in, in this area that it's, you know, economically it's a little better than other ones. So... Uh, but again, we also get people all the way from Katy, from Galveston. I mean, and why they? I have asked why, why us? Why come to the woodlands? Says, well, you know, you don't, you guys open your hearts to us. You don't ask questions. You know, we feel welcome. Uh, there's just so many stories behind 
that will support this that are you know really uh, make your heart you know soft uh, very and uh, you know there's a lot of tears sometimes but there's also a lot of prayers it's humbling to to i've served a few times and it is very humbling and inspiring really uh you know i'm reminded of my own privilege uh everything that i've been given and the uh resiliency of the people who who the, the clients as you say um and the volunteers as well so it's a, it's a great operation what is a, a quick before we get into the thanksgiving project what does the pantry need how can people get involved the volunteers do they need uh food donations like what what's most helpful to you yeah so we always uh you know Running this operation going from 30,000 pounds to 160,000 pounds a month requires labor. So, yes, you know, um, cancel your gym membership and come and join us uh, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday from 8 to 12. You know, there's always room for volunteers. Um, Danielle Brody, that, uh, you know, and Keith Bellan, that both of them are my help me at the pantry, you know, in a, with a part time basis. You know, Danielle has set up on our website, you go to WWAP Church Outreach Food Pantry. You're going to find us there, and there's a sign-up genius where you can sign up, you know, ahead of time uh, to come and help. If uh, you're one of our regulars, you know, you know you know which day you come, and uh, if you give me 10 minutes, one hour, two hours of your time, that'll be perfect. So, you know, our resources are there in the in the website. Uh, you're going to find us. Uh, please sign up and come and join us. It's, it's fun. It really is a good time, um, and they, yeah, it's a great community there. It almost functions as a uh, like a communal group or uh, something like that. This, these uh, folks that gather, especially the Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I think they they have a real community over there, a brotherhood. So, all are welcome. Just make sure you're CMG certified and everything, and and get that taken care of. And, and Franklin will put you to work, and it'll be great. So this weekend there are two big new things happening this weekend. Uh, the Thanksgiving project is one of them. That's what we're going to talk about on the podcast. The second, less important, I'm getting married. Uh, so that journey starts uh, this Saturday. Quick editor's note. Due to unforeseen circumstances, this podcast wasn't edited because Jay was napping under his desk. <laughs> Actually, if you're listening to this, he's already married. Congratulations to the Hoffman. But uh, that's not what this podcast is about. Um, Thanksgiving project. What's the Thanksgiving project? How did it start? And what's the, what are the goals? Like, what do you guys do with that? Thanksgiving project is one of our biggest projects of the year. Um, in three days, and this year is going to happen, uh, we're going to give out uh, our Thanksgiving project boxes and turkeys and hams on the Tuesday, November 16th, Thursday, the November 18th, and Saturday, November 20th. Those three days, we give up north of 100,000 pounds of food. Everybody walks out with a turkey. Everybody walks out with a ham, pie, uh, all in a box with all the fixings for the meal for a family of four or six. So pretty much in three days, we give out what we usually give out in a month. So it's a lot of work. We expect between 600 customers, clients per day in those three days. All the logistics, you know... You know, our being iron, we, we think that we got it down to the wire. Uh, this is a project that uh, two years ago was 350 customers. Then it went to 1,500, then 1,800. Then we think it's going to hit 2,000. And I think we reach a plateau because then it's uh, we don't have the resources space-wise 
yeah, um, volunteers and also you know it's a um, very high impact economic um, expenses that we 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 do you know when, with these projects but uh, we're blessed that uh that we're supported by our parish on this and uh you know we're ready and uh it's um three days of very hard work but very re rewarding so you're partnering with heb in a big way and you have at least last year did you uh, did this partnership start before that Yes, uh, HEB here in the Kirkendall and FM 1488, they're great partners with us. Uh, shout out to Shannon and his people over there. Uh, they're being just fantastic. I mean, they we work on this. The planning has been going on for six months. So last year, you know, Shannon said, bring me 50 boxes and uh, I'll pack them for you and people may buy them. Well, he ended up doing 900 boxes. People wow. will walk into HEB and they will see the display and they'll buy a box. Uh, this year we step it up a little. I mean, he started early. We del I delivered a thousand boxes to him already. Um, we expect to give two thousand this year, um, and they already, you know, there's a lot of community work over there. You know, he's got his management building boxes, and our kids from uh, faith formation are gonna go and build boxes. So this year we made it easy. You can scan it. You can prepay it over there. And we'll bring it to the church. So I, we don't want to take away from building your own box. If that's what you want, we're going to have a box with a list. And you pick it up and you bring it back. You know. So uh, our plan this year is to give out empty boxes uh, where you can build your own box. If you want to build your own box, you know, after Mass, the weekend of October 23rd and the weekend of October 30th. After Mass, you can pick up your box and the list. Go and build it. The kids can draw on it, whatever you want to do. And then you can bring it back to St. Teresa Center after October 30th. The weekend of October 30th, there will be a tent, and you can drive by, and you can drop your box, and we'll take care from there. Or if you want to go to HEB and just purchase a box, you're welcome to do that, and they'll deliver it for us. Or we also made it easier this year. We have a barcode that you can just scan it, prepaid it, and HEB will have it ready for us. And... Uh, you know, we'll just pick it up. So, you know, you got three options. Build your box, go to HEB and purchase your own and bring it here or prepay it and HEB will deliver it for us. Yeah, so it's super easy to do. All you have to do is find this barcode. Um, like Franklin said, there will be uh, volunteers after the masses the next weekend, the 30th and the 31st. They'll have these sheets with a QR code. You scan it, uh, buy a $35 box and that box will be picked up by the uh, our team um, and it will be distributed the week before Thanksgiving, um, yeah, allowing families to have Thanksgiving meals together, maybe host some some, some people. Um, so yeah, it, it couldn't be easier to make this happen. I, for one, will be doing the scan and buy. I am not a shopper, Franklin. I find myself, you know, calling my mom more often in HEB and in Kroger because I can't find a certain thing. I have no idea where I'm, where I'm going. I spend hours in, in grocery stores, so I'm not going to go, but not to discourage anyone else. Cause if it could be a really fun family operation to go in and Hey, you, Hey, you've got the, uh, you go get the meat and, and then, Hey, you go get the, the, the canned goods or whatever. That, that could be really fun. So but the, both, good, the good thing for your mom is that you're getting married. So you know, <laughs> somebody's going to take you, <laughs> give you the list now. Her and, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot to learn, man, in a few, just a few days. Uh... 
so my, my younger sister works at a, uh, a soup kitchen. So, so similar in, in nature, but uh, you actually, the, the clients come in and eat, eat dinner at, at the location. She works there. And so I hear a lot about these types of things. And uh, the holidays are actually, the Thanksgiving and Christmas in general are the lowest attended days at soup kitchens for, for a lot of reasons. There's, a, there's more places to, to eat. You know, families are having uh, friends over, that kind of thing. But I, I like to think that this Thanksgiving project is allowing what you would think of as being a, a big Thanksgiving dinner. You know, it allows allows clients and, and uh, to host uh, and, and the spirit of Thanksgiving to occur, uh, which is uh, having groups over for, for a meal and, and sharing in community time. So I like to think that this Thanksgiving project is, is fostering uh, community uh, in our community. So um, a big shout out to, you know, Franklin, and a thank you to you and your team for uh, uh, helping this to occur. And, and thank you to all of you for, you know, I know you'll be generous and I know we'll, we'll get this, all these 2000 boxes uh, ready to go in the next few weeks. So uh, thank you to our community for, for doing this and allowing this to happen. Well, I just want to reiterate that, you know, along with the Thanksgiving box that the parishioners are giving, you know, our leadership team here at the, uh, the church, you know, they're very, very supportive and, uh, you know, they, this year uh, we're aiming close to 2,000 families. So the parish contribution is, you know, we buy the box, we buy the turkey, we buy the pie, we buy the ham. So it is several, several thousands of dollars, you know, that come from uh, your generosity too. So we appreciate that, you know, and the support that we get from, from the leadership team and from Father Jesse and Father Tom when he was here. So this is really, uh, like, a, yeah, it's a great project and uh, we um, we're very honored that we can help those uh, those in need well the pantry is not the only uh, mission you're involved with through st. Anthony's you're also uh, heavily involved in the Honduran mission yes uh, the Honduran mission you know uh, this uh, next year we hope it's gonna be our seventh mission we we, we didn't go on mission this past two years because of COVID uh, we uh, last time there was 65 of us that when actually on mission to Honduras, we go to three villages up in the mountains, very, with, with very poor areas, but uh, we have helped them with uh, building churches, school, uh, you know, we do catechisms, we do sacraments, we help the priests with the sacrament preparation. And, um, you know, it's become a really uh, very dear and near to my heart, you know, mission. It's uh, everybody that goes there comes back with uh, so many stories, you know, of, of how fortunate we are here, and but also how fortunate that we are that we can help those over there. You know, we're always getting ready. We provided that we get the go green light from the archdiocese, which we are thinking that it's going to happen soon. Uh, next year, our um, mission is going to be June 18th through the 25th. June 18th through the 25th, we go on mission. There is the first, um, you also can go on our website and the parish website and find out more on the details. Uh, you know, we're having our first meeting, I believe is informational meeting December 2nd in person for those new missionaries and December 9th via Zoom. Uh, you know, it is a mission that uh, keeps growing. Deacon um, Mike Mims started it, uh, you know, he was, the brains behind it. When he left us, uh, Deacon Mike Moore took over for the last five or six missions. 
And now that he's retired, you know, your crazy friend here is uh, taking, you know, <laughs> the, the leadership here now, the direc director, but we have a fantastic core team that makes things so easy. And uh, it is so good to be there. I mean, um, we did our 1,600 doctor appointments last time they were there, 1,600 in three communities in four days. So it's a lot of work. And if you've got the heart to help us, you know, we can find you, you know, any task in logistics, in sacraments, uh, in uh, dental, vision, or general medicine that you can support us and uh, be part of this great adventure that we have in Honduras. Do you need to have a special set of skills to uh, take part in the Honduran mission? I don't, I'm not in medicine and I don't speak Spanish. Can, can you put me to work there? Yes, as long as you get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to bed at 9 or 9.30 and, you know, that you can, uh, you know, yes, there's some, you know, it's hot, it's humid uh, up in the mountains. Uh, so, you know, there's some physical work. So, you know, if, uh, if you're not in your best shape, you know, we can always, you can always help us here in the home team. But over there, it does require some, you know, physical activity. Not that you're going to be lifting things, but it gets hot, it gets humid, you get, you're going to keep hydrated. Uh, but yes, there's plenty of work. You don't need to speak Spanish. No tiene que hablar español. Uh, there's plenty of uh, translators that we can help you, and uh, you'll be—I mean—you'll be surprised uh, how much Spanish you'll know in a week. That's cool. Well, the Honduran mission again, just like the pantry, is one of those things that I—I I love that comes out of St. Anthony's. There's no. Um, yeah, I don't know how to express this. I have no qualms about it. You know, they, they just are service. They're just serving. And, and they're so simple in that, uh, in their nature, where they're just, all they're doing is giving back uh, to those less fortunate uh, than us. So love both of these ministries. And I, I thank you, Franklin, for, for being part of them. When's the next meeting? I think you mentioned. mentioned uh, yeah, I believe it's, uh, it's in the website, but uh, it's December 2nd is... Uh here in the, the church in the PLB. I, I don't have the details right now here, but it's December 2nd here and December 9th via Zoom. Cool. And everything is uh, going to be uploaded today, I believe, in the website. So if it's already not there. Okay. But uh, the cool thing, you know, with both of these ministries. So if you're in the food pantry, it's easy to recognize you because you're wearing a bright green T-shirt. All right. So you got a green T-shirt if you're in the food pantry. And you get a blue T-shirt if you're in the Honduran mission. Ah. So, you know, we uh, we know who we are. Once. Yeah, they <laughs> come it, with clothes. So become a part of the green and blue green team, uh, green and blue team, and we'll, you're going to have a good time. Is there a tie-dye shirt for those involved in both, or do you have to wear <laughs> two shirts? Well, if you let me wash it, I bet you I'll make both of them. <laughs> My wife says, don't do any washing because I'm the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone involved in these types of ministries has these, you know, total God stories, I'll call them, or total just moments of, of grace that, that, that just shines through. What are what are some stories from both either the pantry or from Honduras that were, you know, moments of grace that couldn't have happened without your participation, but it was totally God working through you guys? Yeah, you know, I can share a story of uh, uh, this uh, gentleman that came you know, to the pantry with his family, you know, he was himself, his wife, and his little girl, you know, I think she was, she's about five or six years old. He's from a South American country and, uh, you know, looking for a better opportunity here in the U.S. Uh, you know, he came through the line and, you know, we welcome him in the food pantry. You know, there's a lot of us that speak Spanish and if not, a lot of us that are learning Spanish. And, you know, we, he started telling us his story about, you know, he felt shame. At first, I said, "No, this is a safe place." You know, you know, he's 
you know, we just want to open, you know, this is our church and we just want to help you. And, um, you know, he started telling us he's here now legally in the asylum process. But to get here, he needed to cross, you know, he crossed a river. And he was telling us, you know, how fortunate he was because um, <clears throat> his daughter got swept by the current. And this guy's like six foot two, but he was able to swim all really hard and grab her little daughter. And he said, that's, that's, that's why I'm here, you know, and that's why, you know, uh, I come to this country to work hard, to make it better. And, you know, he comes now, he's one of our pantry volunteers. So, you know, he, he had a close call getting into the U.S. And he said, I just want to give back and I want to help you guys. And, uh, you know, the funny thing is, uh, or the interesting thing is that, you know, a lot of these people that we're helping, is, it's not for long periods of time. They may come a month or two, then they're back on their feet, you know, mm -hmm. and then they come back and they help us as volunteers. So, you know, hearing that story about, you know, all that he went through to be here, to work hard and, you know, and uh, now he's working as a volunteer is really, it's just amazing. And in Honduras, I can tell you uh, also so many stories, you know, uh, you know, sacramental-wise, we, we support our the priest over there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the first year in one of the, com in the communities, about all three communities, all we had was um, five baptisms in one place. You know, and the baptism, you know, um, the sponsor, the Godfather, was the same guy for the five kids. You know, it was like going into a drive-thru in McDonald's. You know, you see the guy with the one kid and then another kid. You know, he was the only, and I asked why. And uh, he was the only one in good standing with our Catholic faith traditions, you know. So we say, well, there's an opportunity for us here. And we started helping the priests and the nuns. And uh, they did the catechisms. Uh, you know, I'm happy to share that, you know, there's been now like, 100 baptisms, 20 or 30 wow. communi first communions, uh, same amount of confirmations, about 30 weddings. So, you know, it's beautiful to see um, people receiving the sacraments and participating. And, you know, we didn't want to change the way they are because, you know, that's their community. But bringing back the sacraments to them has been fantastic. So... For context, the, the sacraments are not occurring in those villages because the, uh, there's just no priests. Well, you know, this priest, uh, Father Hildo, he's an amazing priest. Uh, he takes care of 52 communities. Yeah, wow. Which is interesting, you know, 52 weeks out of the, in, the, in a year. So in some cases, he was able to go only once a year to these communities. Yeah. So some of the things that we have helped is getting him a truck, getting the nuns a truck, and uh, they four wheel drive trucks, so now they can go up there and they have trained people and then now they have uh more visits, more masses, and more sharing of of our faith and learning so that's you know we I think we have done you know our part in helping them and uh you know and we just give them the tools and and they take it from there wow, so both of these ministries I think are just great great uh, in and of themselves, but also for the reminder that you know every time you go to confession or receive communion on a sunday it's a it's an extra blessing because there are so many who receive once a year or can't go to confession until you know but once or twice in their whole life um every time you go to the grocery store and don't have to think twice about a 150 dollar bill of gro groceries um yeah that, that's a that's a blessing that maybe we don't think about every every week when we when we go so um 
myself, I need to be reminded of that all the time that I'm extraordinarily blessed and privileged. And, um, I think, I think it's a healthy reminder for all of us just to spend, spend more time in, in gratitude for, for the incredible amount of things that we, that we have and think about whether we're, you know, turning around and and giving back in, in whatever nature that is, whether that's your time, uh, with your demeanor, uh, you know, you can be grateful in in just the way you live your life, um, every day. So I think it's a good example for me and for, for hopefully for our parishioners is what y'all do at the the pantry and, and not to mention the thousands and thousands of people who are, uh, benefiting from, from uh, everything you do. So thank you, Franklin, um, for, for all your leadership. Uh, thanks for coming on. Um, any final words of wisdom for us? No, just uh, keep praying. Keep praying for our pantry. Keep praying for the Honduran mission. Uh, you know, keep praying for our parish, for a new pastor. Uh, you know, we things good things come when uh, when we bend our knees and pray. So uh, just blessed that I'm I'm blessed that I'm being part of these uh, teams. You know, great teams and uh, this great parish. And uh, looking forward for the next uh, challenge. Praise God. Okay, Thanksgiving project starts this week. Be on the lookout for how you can participate, Franklin. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care.